good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're having a great Thursday. I'm here with my good friend and co-worker, Zachary Waugh, and this is the Family Faith in the Village podcast, and we're excited to have you here. We're excited, Zachary, to have some spring weather in our area and maybe uh, seeing a little light at the end of the tunnel and a, a lot of things that have been going on the past year. And if you've listened to our other episodes, you know that uh, Zachary and I started this podcast as just an opportunity to talk about faith and faith building and and keeping the faith uh, in your family for generations and we've talked about a lot of things and we started a discussion last week about technology and as we said there are entire podcasts dedicated to the topics that that we were talking about last week and the things we're talking about today so this may be one of many episodes along the podcast trail that we'll even do but today we want to get in to how you can manage technology in your household maybe is a good way to put it for the parents maybe how you can help families in your congregation manage technology if you're a a minister or someone working with uh, families so with that Zachary last week it was a lot about yes there are dangers and we're going to talk about managing some of those things today with technology especially with our children but don't let the dangers keep you from using what we talked about last week which was some really great opportunities to make technology a part of your household routines. The days of pencil and paper are in the past. Uh, and everything now from this point forward, and really it has been for a few years now, but it's all about computers. It's all about technology. That's where the future jobs, and if you invent something, most likely it's going to be some type of technology or a software or something like that. And it's all around us. Houses are designed now where you could control you know, lights, everything through your phone. Uh, So it's just so readily available. And there's some fantastic resources like we talked about last week. But coming from a parent's side, it's got to be a little bit scary because our parents, they didn't grow up with this, with technology. Whereas, you know, I grew up somewhat with it. Half of my life, I would say, was really with technology. So when I become a parent, I'll have a little bit more insight, I feel like. But uh, there's a whole generation of parents right now that the cell phones, laptop computers, uh, you know, smart TVs, things like this, they weren't even thought about. I was talking about computers the other day with one of my sons, and I said something about the tower. He said, what's a, what's a tower? You know, he's never really even seen a desktop computer. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. at the office or something. But So it's just funny things yeah. like that, that, that uh, as technology evolves, um, and as we talked about last week, don't let um, so many great advantages. For instance, I'll tell on myself a little bit, for the first time in 12 weeks, Zachary, we started the podcast over. Because I just totally (laughs) stumbled all through the intro. Now, we were pretty proud of ourselves that we'd pretty much done everything we've ever done on on one take. That's right. But I've messed with that. But technology gives us the opportunity to go back, to redo, to really um, prepare a little better for things. And the same is true for your kids and for your household. So so with that, and and we pretty much covered most of that last week. Zachary, what things... um, as you read, I know I read a lot of things, looked at what things in your family um, growing up, what are some ways that parents can manage technology with their kids that, that you wanted to talk about today? The first thing that I remember, Steve, before we had cell phones, before we had laptops, I believe it was maybe the first week in April every year, and I, I think it's a national 
quote unquote, you know, holiday or something, but it was a no TV week. Okay. So we did a whole week every year growing up where we wouldn't turn on the TV at all. We would always fill our minds with something else, reading, playing games. We lived on a large lawn area, a couple acres to where it wasn't a big deal for us boys. We, you know, we'd be outside playing all the time. Uh, but just once a week, something simple turned off all of our technology at the time right. was only a TV, well, more or less. But that's a great point because really TVs now are just technology. So many people don't even use a regular service. They just right. pick and choose what they want to yep. stream. Yep. So, so don't take these conversations that we're having and just maybe apply them to your phone or to the kids' devices. But, I mean, think about some of these things even when it comes to your television. I think that's... A, that's a great point. And I think um, setting aside some technology-free time, absolutely. if it's that, that week a year, that's huge. But I think even weekly, we've talked a lot right. about family devotionals, family mealtimes, things like that in some of our previous episodes. I mean, those for our family, now occasionally because there's a Bible app, maybe the phone comes out every once in a while if yep. somebody didn't grab one. Yep. So, so maybe I shouldn't say completely. But we really try to make the meal time, make the um, family devotional time an electronics-free time. During COVID, maybe we watched a few de- uh, devotionals on YouTube, but but we have tried to make that. So so that in your day, scheduling some downtime for, for the family, for the kids to not be on technology, including TV, yeah, I think absolutely. is awesome. Another aspect that I think creates good downtime. And I think it's something that's been very beneficial to us. And and we try very hard to not have devices in bedrooms. So when you go to bed, your phone goes to bed, that type of thing. Right. Um, we, um, as our kids got into junior high and were alone and getting picked up from sports and stuff like that later is when our older ones got phones, um, which still blows my mind. I was, uh, 22, 23 year old with a pregnant wife before I ever had my own <laughs> cell phone. Um, but so really making sure they understand that, that we use the devices in public places in the house. We don't use them in our rooms, things like that. Now, my wife and I honestly probably need to do a better job of modeling that. We've talked a lot about the example we set right. as far as faith goes. It's the same Absolutely. with electronics. So Michelle and I use our phones for alarms and things like that, or reading books on our phone. So yeah. we're laying in bed. So yeah. we have to remind ourselves sometimes, uh, you know, we're setting an example with that, just like in the things we talked about in our faith building series. Um, but for me, that's a big one. Um, and in almost every article, every resource that I kind of looked through this last week, really setting some time to be away from electronics. So, so you bring up a, a great one right out of the gate. You're spot on. I'm, I have in front of me a book by Andy Crouch called The TechWise Family. And his point, what you just said, that their devices, what they try to do in their household, their devices go to bed before we do, and they wake up after we do. So it's the same thing. And, I mean, just scientifically, that's proven to help you sleep better at night. And all these things, I I think about my parents, and we weren't allowed to have phones in our room either. We would just plug them in in the kitchen, get it later in the morning. Uh, But I think about my parents and even my dad. He plugs his phone still to this day 
in the middle of the house, way far away from his bedroom. And I think that's the reason they probably still have a landline at home. <laughs> if someone needs something, they could call that. What's a landline? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's just creating any type of setting space away from that technology. And, and Steve, I'll bring this up. It drives me nuts to see parents use technology as a way to silence their kids. So one of the, and I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I think it was something probably from like the American Academy of Pediatrics or, or an, a medical organization, but it flat out said, don't use electronics as a pacifier. Right. Right. Don't, because you need a few quiet minutes, throw a device at any age mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, if they're in your house and really even after they're in your house, they're your children. Like, you, yep. you know, they're, yeah. they're your kiddos. So you're thinking that way. So, so I would, um, I would agree a hundred percent. It's not, it's not a pacifier. It's not something that's, it, that becomes an emotional thing too, right? Like the pacifier in a baby is very physical and it, it's an activity and it's developmental and all those things. But when we just turn on a device and that becomes the babysitter, the interaction that you have is all with, you know, a device, that's a slippery slope. So you really have to pay attention to that. And I, and I would piggyback off of that and say that don't let it become that pacifier. Don't let it become the babysitter. Um, and screen time shouldn't always be alone time, right? Right. Like, I, you, I would I would go as far as to saying it should seldomly be I, alone I time. I agree. That's a, that's a good yeah. one. Should seldom be right alone time. It's not time to just turn your kids loose and not pay attention to what they're doing in every other aspect of their life. Odds are, if you're finding our podcast, you're probably pretty involved, or you're wanting to get more involved. Don't let technology be any different. It's okay to sit down next to your kid and say, what are you texting? What game are you playing? Tell yep. me about it. Who's on there with you? Right. You know, we have family spread out across the country. It's not uncommon for one of my kids to be playing a video game with one of their cousins, you know, a thousand miles away. But we still, who's on? Who's on right now? Right. You know, who are you talking yep. about? Yep. Um, to that regard, we try real hard especially if it's, you know, YouTube or if we know they they were watching something because you just never know what's going to pop up next. Uh, we don't have our kids in headphones necessarily while they're doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, or if they're not in headphones, maybe they are playing a game, but maybe it's not with, it's not online or it's maybe not with a cousin. Maybe it's a friend from school. We'll turn the volume down. They'll play, still play the game, and, but they're not necessarily exposed to whatever someone we don't know might be saying or or things like that. So, Mm -hmm. so really, um, I think that's a big one. This screen time, I think you're exactly right. I think you said it perfectly should seldom be alone time. Right. Absolutely. You brought up a good point that's mentioned in some research by the Barna group where 80% of parents believe parenting today is more difficult than it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And interestingly, 65 plus percent of them blame technology as the number one reason why it's more difficult. And some of the top reasons why they think technology is more challenging as a parent, as indicated by this Barna study, 
Uh, first, balancing physical activity with online activity. Uh, two, limiting children's time with use of it. Uh, filtering content by children uh, of what to watch, read, and play. Uh, what my children are exposed to by friends. Finding family time without technology. And then others include pornography, online bullying, sexting, different things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's difficult today, and there's so many uh, different dangers uh, to it for sure. But you're right. Don't don't let technology be on your own. But also, as a parent, be careful about what you let your children do, especially in those in the games and the activity where you have contact with other people. That's a dangerous. That's a very dangerous Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, and that's where. Um, until we found some games where we could really control that. That's where right. uh, our first foray into some of those online games with our kids was with the volume down. It was yep. they, they, they maybe were playing with someone from school, but they weren't communicating with right. them. You know, they right. still had to communicate with us. Man, you ran down that list, and if, if each one of those was just a tip, you pretty much covered everything. And we could <laughs> maybe end right now because most of those things were points that I had or things that I had found um, as well. So to, to one of the things you said there, encouraging playtime, it's not just about setting limits on technology, but when you set the limit on technology, when you take away the tablet, man, get kids outside, get kids yeah. at a basketball goal, get kids kicking a soccer ball or just running in the yard. But um, we really have to combat that, some of that screen time with active play. Right. Um, I, as a kid, and, you know, I've turned into the, the old guy who talks about when I was a kid. <laughs> but, you know, there we got around the neighborhood a little bit when yeah. I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. We, uh, rollerblades were yep. the thing when, yeah. I was, when I was that age. And, you know, I remember getting run out of little parking garages and places that, you know, parks that are school playgrounds that we weren't supposed to skate in. But we were outside, and I just don't see that. There are kids all over the neighborhood I live in, and I see them outside, but in my mind, it's not nearly as often. And some families, maybe it is. Right. But it's just, don't just set limits on technology, but steer your kids to active play as well. And and if we're steering our kids to things outside of technology, there's no denying, we talked about last week, the benefits of knowing how to communicate online as you get older knowing how to use things now like we use for even church zoom and youtube and um, all the different methods of communicating that have even come into the workplace but man don't ever lose sight of interpersonal communication of face-to-face -face communication and how you teach that and yeah. show that in your kids that's yeah. a huge thing if absolutely um, if you feel like more communication is done through technology than through face-to-face, -face, step in, intervene. Abs you know. Absolutely. I have that written down, and actually I, I had a Bible verse that kind of goes with it. Uh, in Third John, the shortest, I believe the shortest book in the Bible, uh, verse 13, it says, I have so much to write to you, but I don't want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face-to-face. I mean, even in the Bible, he, he realizes that writing, you know, technology, calling, texting, nothing can replace face-to-face. -face. And I'm afraid with 
more tech use, the less face-to-face. And I'm, I'm just being honest, um, you know, as a youth minister, I, I see this playing out in our society, and it's kind of terrifying when people can't go to a restaurant or to somewhere and look someone in the eye and order their meal. And the person behind the counter has to say, what? Uh, sorry, can you speak up? What? Because they're looking down, they're looking around. It's just, we've lost the art of talking to other people, that's for sure. And I think you're spot on with the outside time. I don't think it's any its any surprise that uh, statistics show that the more screen time you have uh, leads to higher levels of depression, to higher levels of obesity. I mean, just so many, so many things that just tag along with extended prolonged use of technology yeah and to to piggyback off that um treat technology the same as every other environment you put your kids in i know in our household we don't we don't send our kids to other people's homes that we've never met that we've never talked to you know it's um you want to know who your kids friends are and you want to know your kids friends and that applies in this fourth, fifth wall, whatever technology is now, know, know who they're online with. If they're, if it's someone from school, you need to get to know that kid right outside of technology, have that yeah. kid over, you know, interact with that kid's yep. parents. I'm there. It's so easy. And I know for us, it's so easy to let technology and the friends and the people they can connect with online and even if they're not necessarily even connecting, maybe it's as the kids get older and they're texting with a friend from school or they're texting about homework, make sure you know who it is. Make sure um, you know why they're communicating. And this goes on into another point that I had is, is you as parents control those devices. So, so right. I mean, anything we were, I think Zachary knows probably, we're very, we were very slow to allow any social media in our oldest who's now 16 she's only allowed now even one platform that was almost like a birthday present that we even allowed her to do that but it's actually my account created with her name i have the passwords it's on her phone and mine and and i mean you control that as a parent so um any password you talked about a little bit with content but passwords apps any any right downloading or deleting should be password protected so and that's kind of gotten us in a little bit my son's phone is set up that way and for whatever reason the password to delete things is not what we remember so we Uh can't delete anything (laughs) off his phone because we can't even remember the password we set up but it gives us the opportunity to look at what he's got on his phone what he he can't take anything off and, and honestly neither can i even right now uh, so man, use those type of things too. And, and, and remember that even, um, man, it's hard to dictate how you do things in your house, but I would advise, even if they're chipping in for their phone, even if there's, as long as they're living with you, that's a device that, that you really should have the ultimate, Absolutely. the, the end all be all password right. on, right. and especially with any apps. And that yep. goes into another thing I had down was, uh, Zachary and I touched on a lot of really good options and we didn't specifically name a bunch of apps, but there's a lot of great apps and resources oh, yeah. for education, for faith building, for church related stuff. Yep. 
But you've got to do your homework on that. Yeah. Just know what's on your kid's phone. Right. Talk to other parents. Talk to ministry staff at your church. And find out what apps people suggest and what apps people maybe would steer away from. And, and do your homework like we've talked about with so many other episodes and so many other topics. Absolutely. Steve, you were talking about the apps and the passwords as spouses. You know, that's one of the things you hear at every Christian marriage, you know, counseling session, uh, workshop. You know each other's passwords. Yep. There are no secrets. And until your child is paying your, their own phone bill and they have their own plan, the parents should have free reign to everything on their phone. I really think even until they have their own phone under their own roof. Yeah, right, <laughs> really, right. I mean, that's what yeah. I would advise. Yeah. Even if they're paying for it, man, man, control it uh, as much as you can. And, and Zachary, that's 100% correct. That's something, um, you know, with our particular devices, my thumb does anything on my wife's phone and her thumb does anything on mine. Like we, absolutely, and it's, and it's basically the same with our kids other than, you know, our passwords on their phones do more than even theirs do. So, uh, and that's another thing, just dig in. I I said, look into the apps, but look into your devices. Yeah. So whatever device you're using from whatever provider, from whatever manufacturer, it's got parental controls in it. iPhones are it very very easy to control what your child uh, watches and what they do online now yeah. it's really yeah. it's great it's, you can set the time limits so I would you know yeah. whatever device you have for your kids if it's a tablet if it's a phone if it's a uh, Xbox PlayStation some sort of streaming television whatever it may be punch that into Google and see what options you right. have absolutely um, for for parental controls and utilize those Steve, I rem- you were talking about as parents that you have free reign as to what's downloaded, what's deleted. Uh, same is true with me in that all any app that we ever download shows up in all of our family's phones. Yeah. So me being this smart college student, we're sitting down as a group of friends at Oklahoma Christian uh, just eating lunch in the cafeteria, and we all got the bright idea to download Tinder and see – what students from most of these population were actively involved in that. And we, you know, we looked or whatever. We thought it was pretty funny. It deleted the app a day, the, that day, I believe. Uh, but that was a pretty funny conversation to have with my mom when she saw <laughs> Tinder. Who, who downloaded you know, yeah, It goes out in the family group text. Exactly. Who's doing this? Exactly. Which one of you? I was like, yep, that would be me. <laughs> so, but... That's the way you have to have it as a parent. You, you need to, you need to uh, be able to, to do whatever you want on your children's devices. And it scares me how often uh, parents have no idea what goes on on their children's phone or in their bedroom with a TV in there. It just it's mind boggling to me because there's so much good on it there really is they could be doing things that are not harmless at all but it's also very very dangerous and it's just it's not healthy it's not healthy well and that's where you know technology gives you a great opportunity as a parent to have some tough conversations i mean this technology is where you warn kids about privacy and about the i mean look at society society today 
it's never gone. What you put out there for other people right. is your, mm-hmm. you know, certain opinion on one thing may come back later and and affect your life in way, ways that you just never even expect. So have those conversations about privacy and the dangers that are out there. It gives you a good opportunity to have some of those conversations yep. in a format that, let's be honest, kids understand. They, right. Um, at a very young age, they're very tech savvy. So, so have those conversations and be prepared to have these conversations because obviously there are um, there are some big things and some big red flags, but there's also going to be little stumbles. Your kids are going to make mistakes. If you have a rule about not having the phone in the bedroom and it ends up in there, address it, but understand that kids are going to make mistakes. That may not be the biggest reddest flag that you need to worry about. Take it out of the room, remind them what the rules are yeah. and kind of move on. And if you right. control the phone, you'll be able to tell or the device what, what, what they, ha- what they were yep. doing anyway. And maybe yep. it was because the only charger I could find was in here and I just plugged it in and I wasn't thinking, well, you, you kind of coach that and move on. So just like with anything else with your kids, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to break the rules, but it's not all just because it's technology doesn't mean it's a zero to 60 disciplinary action right yeah um watch for the big things there are you know so many documentations like you said of depression of bullying of uh pornography of um just exploitation even of kids and and privacy so watch for those things but be prepared for for the small trip ups and 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 move on and and use those opportunities like we've talked about with so many other things look for opportunities to have some of the tough conversations and cause it's an environment you can control. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the last thing I had, and, and we've really been talking about it from the beginning, but uh, when we did our episode on family mealtime, when we did our episode on a family devotional time, when almost all the episodes we have out there at this point, we've talked about having a plan, doing some preparation and making a plan. And, and the last thing I had that we haven't really touched on is and have a, a plan either, whether it's some sort of agreement that you write out and the kids know what it is, whether yeah. it's some, a, a plan that you talk about, but, but make a technology plan in your household that lays these things out, that makes it clear. Our kids understand those type of things. Every classroom they go into has, you know, code of conduct. So make your family a, a technology code of conduct and something that you talk about often. And maybe you revisit it because maybe you learn that, okay, you can play that game, but it's no volume or those type of things. Um, but but really, just like in so many of the other things that we have, when it comes to building faith at home, when it comes to um, just building character at home and, and raising the type of kids that that we all want to, to raise, have a plan, mm-hmm. make a plan, take some time and a little preparation before you... Yeah jump off that technology cliff and hand them a device. Right. Um, so that would be probably the last thing I had. And, and really it ties in all these things. These could all be points in that plan that we've talked about today, but, but make a, a code of conduct to technology policy, whatever you want to call it for your house. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, the last thing I had, I just wanted to share maybe a couple resources, uh, two apps that I could think of that if I had children right now, I would never put a limit on. That'd be the YouVersion Bible app, right? And there's some great things. they've In the past few years, they've come out with content. So there's videos on there. There's uh, devotional plans. 
And it's really it's a fantastic app. Then another one that uh, kind of piggybacks off of that. It's called Right Now Media. Uh, now I believe that would require a subscription, even as a young person. But it, it's just great video content as well. Short stories, uh, short short little movies. Uh, but it's all Christian. It's all Bible related. And those are two good ones. And then just wanted to mention a couple things. You know, a great technology. People use Life 360 for driving or Absolutely. different apps like that to where uh, you know exactly where your child is. There's Covenant Eyes where it sends a report of your children's internet usage yep. to you or and to someone else. There's Circle by Disney. That's a web filtering software. There's, I mean, there's so many different things that you can use. And a few of those were the, the few that I had to throw out that you mentioned. And it's just um, parenting is tougher in the technological age, I'm sure. But technology is creating some resources to, to make it a little easier at times, too. So those are some great ones. Um, I think Zachary and I could and probably should. I think we will eventually do a podcast that maybe the whole podcast is just us sharing apps and links and, and yeah, some really right. great resources. But look to your church, look to your ministers, um, the staff at your church for some of those apps, some of those links. There's so many organizations that not only have an app, but maybe a website from children's yeah. ministry through youth ministry, through adults and marriage. Um, and so really, again, I would just encourage you to, to take some time to, to research and, and find what maybe the, find the solution for those problems that you think may be down the road. And if you're struggling as a parent with your children and technology, find other couples in the church, in your community, someone through school or through sports teams, find other couples that have, you know, pretty good control and their kids maybe aren't as rebellious or something and just ask you know what what's working for you what's not working and i guarantee you those people that seem like they have more control they're looking for the same help from you <laughs> I guarantee as it, much yeah. as my wife and i feel like maybe we figure things out doesn't take long for a curveball doesn't take long for us to see a hole in what we think we've got figured out so so absolutely kind of back to that face-to-face communication right. it's a great way for you as a parent to to manage technology in your household is talk about it with, with other adults and, yeah. and, uh, and work through some of those things. Absolutely. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast, this two episode series on technology. Uh, we'll be back next week, bringing you more content each and every Thursday. Uh, we hope if you like this, that you would share our podcast on any social media platform, even though we just talked about the dangers of it. Be careful out there, but please do it and share it. That may be the best way. So look for us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, what else we got? Amazon and Audible. That's right. And we'll talk to you again next week.